ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling Podcast. I have a very special treat for you today. I have Marcy Fowler on the podcast with me today. When I think of Marcy, I think of the queen of hospitality. I've been following her Instagram account for, oh goodness, probably over a year now. Um, And she just has the best advice on hospitality, practical hospitality, just so much wonderful information. And when I saw her content, I was like, I have to have her on the podcast because that's a topic that so many of you have requested, just advice on how to show hospitality. So Marcy, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I'm just super excited to chat practical stuff with you today. I know I've done a couple episodes already about the heart of hospitality, keeping our heart right with the Lord and our motives right, and then hospitality in our home and how we act and should treat our husbands and our kids. But this is going kind of to the next step in actually being hospitable to people outside of our home. Um, And we're just going to share some practical stuff. I'm going to have Marcy talk to you today. Really, we were kind of chatting earlier, just some... I guess, debunking some myths of hospitality, several different things. We have like three or four different things that we want to speak to. But before we jump into that, I'm going to let Marcy introduce herself and kind of how she came to what she's doing, where she's at now with hospitality. So um, my husband and I actually just celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary in June. Ah, congratulations. Yes, thank you. So I've been hosting for 15 years and, you know, I think my husband and I never really even talked about hospitality. It was just something we did, um, kind of Mm -hmm. default automatically. Um, I think we started hosting a few days after our honeymoon, and I was counting it up the other day, and I think we hosted, we lived in our first place um, before we moved across state for two months, and I think we hosted like probably 14 times. So we have loved hosting from the beginning. Um, We have seen the Lord do so many amazing things through having people in our home. But the thing, my hospitality journey has not been, um, it's not, it didn't start out as it is today. And what I mean by that is even when it was just the two of us and I wasn't, I wasn't in college yet, like we got married and then went to college um, or I started college after a few months. Yeah. Um, it was just me at home in our little space and I had so much trouble hosting. It was so much work for me to just keep things straight and on a tidy level and um, a welcoming level to just mm-hmm. let my home be open for people and to cook. And it was it was fun. I've always loved hosting, but it was very stressful for me probably for about 10 years because um, it was just the two of us. That was hard to host. But then we had two kids and then we had two more kids. And so, you know, you have um, newborns and I was homeschooling. And so it was just, and my husband is a full-time pastor. So we are, we've got the busy element and we've Mm -hmm. got 
the chaos level <laughs> element at home um, yes. with kids. And so um, we never stopped hosting, but it was a chore and it was work. And I found myself um, often, you know, just being um, overwhelmed before hospitality, just days leading up or the day of just feeling like there was so much to do because I just didn't have basics down um, Mm -hmm. of homemaking really to keep my home going and flowing the way it needed to so I could easily invite people in. And so it was really about 10 years of hosting before I kind of felt like I really hit a really sweet spot. I just did a few things that really got um, made hospitality easier and simpler. And, you know, today when I host, it's just, it's not an ordeal. It feels very natural to mm-hmm. all of my family. I'm not like barking orders, like do this and do that. And honey, you gotta come home and do this. It's like, <laughs> it's just not even an yeah. ordeal. I mean, yeah, we're gonna straighten up a little bit more than we normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, but but life doesn't have to just, change for it. <laughs> it doesn't change, it feels normal. And the thing that brings me so much joy is a few weeks ago, I overheard my littlest, he's five, saying, oh, when is Tuesday? Because, you know, at this age, five and six, they're counting down to everything. You know, mm-hmm. anything that's coming up, they're counting down to pizza night. They're counting down. But I heard him say, when is it going to be Tuesday? And I heard his sister, like, give him the how many the countdown. And mm-hmm. I said, why are you asking about that? What's Tuesday? He said, that's hospitality night. <sighs> and, like, that gave oh, me so it. much joy. Because that's what I want hospitality to be. I want it Mm -hmm. to be a joy for those that come into my home. And I want it to be a joy for my family. I don't want Mm -hmm. to be the person that is so miserable and they just do all of this stuff leading up to people coming over that when they open the door, they're just drained and they have nothing Mm -hmm. to offer their family. They have nothing to offer their guests, you know? And so that has kind of, that's what sparked me to really start teaching this online hospitality, simplified hospitality is because Mm -hmm. I want women to know, especially Christian women, as we walk out this calling from the Lord, that it doesn't have to be what we think it has to be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be over the top. It doesn't have to be so extreme Pinterest, everything a certain way. Yeah. And there's just, there's simple things that we can do to make this easier. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I got here. <laughs> I love that. And I love the story you shared about your kid, too, because I'm thinking as a mom, even with littles, and, and I have two girls, my one's a baby, but especially my four-year-old, you know, she's starting mm-hmm. to pitch in and help. But I'm thinking she, I am modeling the tone of hospitality for her. Absolutely. And I don't want her to grow up one day and say, I don't want people in my home because I was miserable as a child because mom did bark the orders and the whole day was wrapped around it. And then all of a sudden when the people came, mom put on a smiley face and acted like, you know, oh, my house is just always like that. You know, I just didn't want to be fake. Really for her, I want to see that as this is just a part of our normal. We invite people into our normal and we love them. And I hope that that will be something that will just generationally passed down. So I love that. I love that you shared that um, about your son. Awesome. So we are just going to kind of jump into some content here. Just like I said, some different things that both of us said that we have heard from just your everyday women like us, moms, wives, busy lives, so much going on. Reasons why you might think it it's hard or I can't be hospitable. Um, But Marcy just has some really awesome tips and advice on 
ways that, as she said, you can simplify hospitality and it doesn't have to be this thing that is just so hard to achieve or something that is just so exhausting that you're like, I'm not even really interested. So the first one would be, how can I be hospitable when I'm a busy mom pulled in a million different directions? Yeah, and and I know you would agree. You're a busy mom, right? Yes, <laughs> and Very I'm busy. definitely right there. I mean, if you're a mom, I think every you're mom's busy. busy. Yes, yeah. if you're a mom, it's you're busy. It just you're not it, you're not the no one is like oh I'm I'm so like everybody is busy. So mm-hmm. I think the first thing I would just remind women just on this level before we get to the practical is remember why you're showing hospitality. And yeah. I won't go into that because you have done amazing podcasts on this. Um, I love listening to those podcasts. Um, but remember, it is a calling from the Lord. It's mm-hmm. a it's a joy. It's a delight that we get to do that. But it is also a command from the Lord. And so we prioritize what's important. And so if hospitality is important, we have to to make that a priority. And Mm -hmm. this is kind of a, something that is kind of hard to say sometimes. And I know your kids are still small, but as they get older, the pull for sports, the pull for extracurricular Mm -hmm. activities, and even if you homeschool, there is so much pull. And something that my husband and I have always tried to do, and we have four kids and you have three. So, you know, if you have a even more than one kid, you know, you can be pulled in so many different directions and we -hmm. have to say no to a lot of things. And that's hard, but we, we constantly tell our kids when they ask us something, well, let's see how this, this practice and, or this, this schedule would fit with our priorities with church on Wednesday night and Mm -hmm. with, um, the weekday and with us actually wanting to be together as if, as much as we can at night for family. And directly, we have to make sure that we can still show hospitality as Mm -hmm. a family. And so that is that is just one thing that we have to make time for what's important. And hospitality is important. And if if you're feeling this pull like, well, maybe it's not that important, go back to that that episode and just listen to that and remember the biblical commands from that. Um, Just on a practical level, um, you need to set it in your calendar because if you don't... That's what I was going to ask. You said, is Tuesday night hospitality night for you? Well, it is right now. It was Thursday before the pandemic and somehow it's shifted to Tuesday. So that's, it's Tuesday right now. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see where that goes. Hey, you have a designated night, whatever night it's designated. I love that. Yeah. And so if you're just starting out, you know, maybe it's say, okay, we're going to show hospitality one time this month and you get with Mm -hmm. your husband and you get your calendars and you set it down and you invite that person right now. (laughs) And then you just, you set it up because if you don't set it up, you spontaneous hospitality does happen, but it it doesn't happen as often as actually planning. So Mm -hmm. plan it, put it on your calendar. Um, That'd be my first tip. Second thing is keep it simple. If you are in a season with little kids, I'm going to tell you what I did when my kids were like um, really little. So my youngest two are 20 months apart. And Mm -hmm. when they were that small, my husband commuted, I believe it was about an hour um, to work every day. And we were, it was just kind of a really crazy, busy time in our life. And with the kids that small, I literally had the same menu every time we hosted. It was frozen lasagna, bagged um, salad, and a dessert. And that was it. 
and it was the easiest cooking night for me but it had to be because I had little mm-hmm. ones and I was still up throughout the night but I still wanted to show hospitality and it was the same thing and I didn't I did not switch out the menu the family always knew that's what we were having everybody loved lasagna I just kept yeah. it as simple as possible so you may not have to go that extreme in that season I had to go that extreme mm-hmm. but be creative with that and my biggest my biggest thing that has helped with that now that I'm not really in that season is picking a few meals that you mm-hmm. cook really well that you yeah. you know you can just throw it and you don't have to use a recipe you just throw it in um, it's you know you can just do it mm-hmm. really naturally um, and just cycle through those meals you know maybe it's tacos maybe it is spaghetti whatever it is something that you're comfortable with something that's quick and easy pick those meals and just pick one of those, pick those recipes or whatever you're going to cook and then just work through those whenever you have hospitality. That's, that's been a huge thing for me. That's great. I love that too, because even like outside of the home, you know, there's times where a friend has a baby or, you know, somebody loses a family member and then all of a sudden spur of the moment, the church needs meals made. And I stand there and I'm like, yeah, you have that moment where you cook all the time. And then it's like, what do we even eat? Like, what do, what do I make? And I love having a couple quick recipes that they're like, okay, these three right here, these are my choices. These are my go-tos. We can easily put this together. So yeah, even trying to minister kind of, if you take a meal or if you have somebody over, I love that's helped us so much is having just a handful of trusted recipes. Yes. Yes. Like go-to recipes that, you know, yes. and you know, you may feel like you're making it a lot, but the people that are coming over, yeah. they're not eating those same meals. And even if they are, they don't. They don't care. It's not about mm-hmm. the food. It's really not. Yeah. It's really not about the food. Um, <laughs> the other thing I would say is let other people help. You know, almost every time I um, invite someone over, they say, "What can I bring?" And mm-hmm. I don't. I don't always let people bring things. But if you are in a really bu- busy season, let them bring a side. Let them bring a dessert. Let them pitch in and help mm-hmm. because most people don't want to come empty-handed. And so there is nothing wrong about um, letting people bring things and they like to feel a part of that. So let people Mm -hmm. help. And the last thing I would say, um, if you're in a really, you're a busy mom, I would say um, do whatever you can to make things easier by prepping ahead. So Mm -hmm. whenever I'm hosting, if I'm making a casserole or anything like that that has to be put in the oven, you're typically going to find me that morning at breakfast, right after breakfast, picking up and go ahead and making that and putting it in the fridge. So mm-hmm. that all I have to do is warm it up right before people get there. So anything you can make ahead of time, a lot of times I'll even make the dessert maybe the, the day before. Um, so anything you can do so that when crunch time comes and people are about to show up, things you know typically kind of get crazy, um, yeah. I'll just... I would say prep as early as you can because things tend to always come up, especially the day you're hosting. Yes. Awesome. So the next one that we hear a lot is just you're on a budget. You know, how you can barely get the meals for your family. How can we go beyond that and feed other people too? Yeah, I think... I think a good thing to, to remember, which we talked about this, is food is something that gathers people. It's just a tool. Mm-hmm. People aren't really there for the food. You know, um, they're there for the fellowship. The food mm-hmm. is just the reason that you get them to your house. So try to take that 
um, and then work with what you have. So if you have no money to spare or very little wiggle room, have someone over for coffee. You have coffee in your pantry, you have tea probably, or you can get it very cheaply and mm-hmm. have someone over for just coffee and just set that time up. Maybe it's it's a Sunday night after church that you invite someone over, hey, would you come over for coffee after church? Or it's mm-hmm. an off time, you know, in the morning that's in between lunch and at breakfast and lunch. You, you just pick an off time um, because you can gather people around anything like that. And mm-hmm. then another step up would probably be dessert and coffee because dessert, I mean, you can get a, a dollar mix cookie mix yeah. and whip that up. And that's a, that's a treat for someone. You're getting to um, just spend time with someone. The other thing would be, you know, you utilize play dates. You know, mm-hmm. you can literally get goldfish and juice boxes and serve that and have some coffee for mom and yeah. just set that up. Hospitality does not have to be, you know, at the dinner table. If it's a season where you cannot do that financially, um, then do it at an off time. Mm-hmm. The other thing would be, you know, hosting a potluck. You know, it might be, it'll be a little bit more because, you know, I think the hostess should should try to do the main dish, but mm-hmm. other people will bring sides, they'll bring desserts, they might even bring, you know, sometimes people will bring um, all kinds of things just to pitch in. So you're just mm-hmm. having to provide maybe one dish. And the last thing I would say is find some meals that stretch. So I love making barbecue chicken. You just mm-hmm. literally take um, chicken, put it in the crock pot with barbecue sauce, and you shred it after it's cooked. And that meal will feed so many people. If you put that on buns, serve it mm-hmm. with pickles, maybe a bag of chips, that is really inexpensive. I'm thinking like maybe $10 max for mm-hmm. all of that. And that can yeah. feed a lot of people. So we always have leftovers and there's six of us that eat. So that is just another way. Find some meals that stretch. Yeah, that's great. And I'll say this, and this will even kind of bridge into really the next myth. But I think we have this better homes and gardens image of what hospitality should be. You know, what your house should look like, what your decor should look like, what your meal should look like, what your table setting should look like. And we think if I, if I can't achieve that, then... I, I can't be hospitable, but I, that is that is not the case. And we'll go into that in this next one, but even talking about this budget. And I love what you said about coffee or dessert and coffee, or there was one time where I, did, I hosted a play date and I just told all the moms, hey, bring a snack and we'll all pitch in and we'll have like a potluck snack. And it was That's so awesome. fun. <laughs> and, and yeah, so like, most of the friends bought, brought snacks for the kids, but one mom made a quiche, and so us moms got to eat the quiche, and it was great. And just remembering that hospitality doesn't have to look one way to be acceptable. It's really, like you said, it's more than just the food. It is the fellowship, and that can look so different. So that leads into the next one, is just this myth of perfection. I have to have... a a house that looks like this or make this level of meal or, you know, have this type of table setting. And I think honestly, probably the majority of us don't hit any of those markers of what we have set as, you know, the perfect hospitality experience. Right. Yeah. I I do want to start by saying I don't know the source and I'm glad that I don't because I would have to quote them and I don't want to, but I saw someone take a picture one time of an article and it talked about a hostess 
and it had the like amazing tablescape the dishes Mm -hmm. were stunning and she matched the hostess matched the plates and (laughs) the whole thing the whole article blurb was about um you want everybody to know you have it together and I was so upset about that I mean that is totally opposite and and sometimes I can fall into that comparison online on Instagram especially because I mean there's a few there's some really solid people that teach about hospitality but there's a whole lot that don't and it is about all the decor it is about the Mm -hmm. frills and almost like this southern like I'm from the south but it's just put all the stops and you know, that is so frustrating to me because I'm like, I'm not going to share that on here. And I've, mm-hmm. I've gotten on Instagram a few times and even shown that picture and said, like, you're not going to find that here because I'm not trying to present to anybody that I have it all together because I do not have it all together. Mm-hmm. I, that is not my goal. Like that to me would be so sad if people come over and they they leave saying, wow, she had it all together. Yeah. Like that would be so disheartening to me if someone said that. I don't want people to say that. I want people to leave my home and say, I feel so encouraged in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like I feel so, um, I, I just feel so filled up with joy because of this time of fellowship. Mm-hmm. And and maybe they can't even articulate what they feel. I've been I've been there with people. I've had mm-hmm. people have me yeah. over for pizza and I've literally told my hostess like I just feel like I'm walking on a cloud because the way that you have blessed my family, they fixed Mm -hmm. pizza because my little kids love pizza. Like it was just, it was such a blessing to me. They, they asked me questions. They wanted to know things about me. And it was just such a pouring into me that that's how I want my hospitality to be. I don't know Mm -hmm. what color her wall was. I don't know. I know it smelled good because I remember I asked her what the smell was, but I mean, that was, you know, that was just a conversation point. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, I don't know anything. I don't remember her decor. I don't remember anything about that. I just remember that she welcomed me in. She was interested Mm -hmm. in me. She, I think we may have even talked about some difficulties that we were both going through at the time. And that is what hospitality is about. If Mm -hmm. no one is ever fine with, no one is ever like, this is, I have reached perfection in my home. Like you said, no, I've had people over when I was trying a new wall color and it was really bold for me. And I was, and I had it on like, like a half a wall, like a deep (laughs) navy blue for like a month and a half because I wasn't ready to commit. And we had people over and I was like, this is our new wall. Like I just, you know, that's, it's not about that. It's just about welcoming people where you are with Mm -hmm. the decor you have or don't have with the table you have that you want or you don't want. And in regards to food, you know, just fix what you make. Most people are going to feel more comfortable with the barbecue chicken or tacos absolutely or spaghetti or you know things like that you can go a little different with desserts that's the only thing I try new on guests is I'll try some Mm -hmm. new desserts because if it doesn't work out I can just run and grab something from the store but um Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean just remembering our motive is to bless people and not for them to be impressed with us 
You know, mm-hmm. it's nothing is ever, you should never want everything to be perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I, I keep a tidy home. I've, I've learned through the years how to get a good cleaning routine so that I don't have to clean a lot when people come over. But mm-hmm. my baseboards may not be done. You know, there's going to be fingerprints. There's going to be things that aren't perfect in my home. And yeah. that's okay. And people don't notice those. I mean, if someone's coming around looking for things in my home, that's okay. They can do that. But I don't think mm-hmm. that that's what they're doing. I don't do that at other people's house. I'm yeah. not just looking for things to, you well, know. And it sets a different atmosphere, too, of a house that's lived in and where people love each other and just do life as opposed to let me give you a tour of you know, everything that we don't touch, you know, and it's just, I I love when I go into somebody's home and it's just, you relax and you're comfortable and it just has that atmosphere of welcomeness. And so that kind of springboards into another thing, which you just recently shared about. And it so encouraged me is what do you talk about? Okay. So you find the day on your calendar and you get over some of these misconceptions of, Oh, I have to, you know, have this level of hospitality and you have the person over and they walk through your door. But then what do you talk about? Maybe you're having your best friend and you pick up where you left off and everything goes smooth, but maybe you're trying to reach beyond your norm and encourage a new couple in the church or somebody that you don't know very well. So what do you talk about? I know that's a lot of, you know, on Pinterest, there's all of those, you know, here's a jar of, you know, just pull out all these, yeah, conversation (laughs) Conversation. starters. Yes. Okay. So, and I do have one of those Mm -hmm. and I love it, but I've not used it for guests yet because I got it for Mother's Day. Um, But so I kind of divide this into two camps. Mm -hmm. So if you are inviting people over that are unbelievers, you know, it's kind of hard there's some things that you need to avoid. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just say, don't bring up politics. Yeah. Don't bring up controversial things because those things are not the gospel. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want to turn someone off just because you're going to disagree on things. Yeah. If you're going to disagree, disagree about things like the gospel and those sorts of things that really matter and are the most important things. Mm-hmm. So there are things that you should avoid and, you know, be prepared. Um, I have two older kids, a 16 and a 14 year old. And so we're very much, you know, in the worldview and training and politics and all of those things that we're constantly talking about. Yes. I mean, they're about to launch into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And so we constantly are bringing up these things, but we also say, okay, these are things that we are not going to bring up mm-hmm. at, with these people. This is not the priority here at the table. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're, we're distinguishing that. But so if it's someone you don't know very well that are not believers, you know, asking, you need to lead questions because it can be, that can be the most awkward mm-hmm. if you don't know each other. And so especially if they're not fellow believers, you're kind of like, what do we talk about? So yeah. I just like to say, go through basic things like, you know, where did you grow up? You know, did you live anywhere else? What's your favorite, where's your favorite place to vacation? Do you have any hobbies? Mm-hmm. You know, all of those just kind of basic things, yeah. but you don't want to ask yes or no questions mm-hmm. because then it's like flat lines. Yes, so you this doesn't ask carry the conversation very yes. long. <laughs> Yes. So asking things like that. And then as your kids get older, teaching them to ask questions and Mm -hmm. teaching them to say, okay, remember, we're supposed to focus on our guests. So you can tell a story, but then you need to start asking them questions. What's some things you could ask them about, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I would say the second category of people is like you said, maybe they are close friends or it is someone new. That's a brother or sister in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you need to ask, move past that 
awkwardness of it's so easy to chat about the weather. It's so easy to chat about things that are going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is going on right now. <laughs> Plenty to talk but about. But ask, ask intentional spiritual questions. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you reading in the Bible? What are you learning about who the Lord is in your quiet mm-hmm. time? Um, if you go to the same church, bringing up the Sunday sermon and saying, mm-hmm. you know, what what did what do you think about that point? Like, how how can we apply that in our life? That really challenged me. Um, asking, how can I pray for you? And I will say, we do that for everybody that comes into our home mm-hmm. when we pray together after our meal. Um, my husband does ask, even if they're not believers, you know, this is a point where we pray as a family. Mm-hmm. And is there anything that we can pray for you about? Because I a lot of times that. that will, yeah, and a lot of times it's not, most people are going to share things that are going on that is hard. Mm-hmm. And that also gives you an opportunity to minister to them and say, yes. you know, I, I will definitely pray for that. Like that has to be really hard. And it also gives you a connection point after prayer, you know, you can continue talking. We usually do dessert after our meal while my husband does a short um, family devotion and we pray. And then we usually kind of linger in the living room with coffee mm-hmm. while the kids play. And that gives you an inroad too to ask, you know, I'm here if you want to share or talk anything about that. Like I'm here mm-hmm. to encourage you. I'm here for that. But yeah, we don't want to just talk about the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to just talk about easy things, even though they're easy. We want yeah. to move towards those more intentional questions. And that also just connects you and it lets you be a voice into their life mm-hmm. for maybe a week or a year down the road when they're really struggling with something. They're going to know that you're someone that they can come to. You're a godly person that they can come to and ask prayer for and ask help for. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of somebody specifically that recently had us over for dinner and she was a little flustered. They're redoing their house. Their kitchen appliances are backordered due to everything right now. Um, because we had had to reschedule several times because of sickness, she wasn't going to cancel, even though they had no kitchen appliances. So she ordered takeout and, you know, she apologized, but it was fine. Like, best salad I've ever had. It was great, but that wasn't why it was a good evening. After dinner, we just sat around and we fellowshiped and and we asked those deep questions. They asked them of us. We shared. We asked of them. And I mean, it's happened over and over as we've had people in our home or we've been in other people's homes. But that one night specifically, I just remember my husband and I left and I immediately looked at him and I was like, that was so encouraging. I was, I left so blessed being at their house and just sharing all that God was doing in our life and in their life and how he had grown us. And, and to me, that's what I want for my hospitality. You know, all these things that I feel like we so complicate really because we're looking more at the world's version of hospitality when we really need to bring it back to the foundations. Why are we even being hospitable? And, and it is to encourage others and to fellowship with others or even lost people to be able to have them into our home and give them a glimpse of Christ and to try to minister to them. And out of that heart, you end up at a totally different hospitality experience. And that's really just what we're talking about today is just don't let a worldly view of hospitality keep you from giving and receiving the blessing that God wanted for his people in this area of hospitality. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Excellent. So that was great. I, I think those are probably the top couple things that I can think of that I've heard. Is, is there anything else that's coming to mind that you've heard that people struggle with that you want to speak to? The only other thing I would add is probably the issue of my space is too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to, to show hospitality. Um, I see that a lot. And just a few things I say about that is I've lived in, I've lived kind of all over the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but people don't care where they eat. I've hosted so many times where I've had a baby shower um, in a one bedroom uh, duplex and, you know, maybe 25, 30 women and we all ate in the living room. We ate on the floor. We ate mm-hmm. on the couch. You know, we don't, people don't care. People don't care. They just want to be invited. So invite them, get creative. Um, you can always get those foldable tables, keep them underneath your bed mm-hmm. and foldable ch- and foldable chairs bring them out for for company you can let you know a special table for the kids you can get those um extra benches or those um extra little stools you can Mm -hmm. put and kind of scoot those around whenever you're in your living room to add extra seating you know hosting outside a lot of people have been doing that when the weather is nice just to be able to invite more people so basically think of any hang up that would keep you from hosting and I like to call them hospitality hurdles Mm -hmm. and just work through that issue whatever that is you know if your family is miserable and doesn't want you to show hospitality think about why that is are Mm -hmm. you miserable before people come over you know what is the reason behind that well I can't cook well all right work through that let's find a recipe just find one find one recipe that will work Mm -hmm. just work through any hang up that you may have and push through and invite someone over just like you mentioned your friend that had you over I mean she had plenty of reasons not to host Mm -hmm. and yet she did and what a blessing you all both had because she went through with that and had you over Mm -hmm. it's just amazing to me the way God has designed life is when you try to be a blessing you end up receiving a blessing as well and I've just seen that time and time again as we've tried to minister and encourage other families they leave, I hope encouraged, but we are the ones standing there being like, that was such a blessing to us. We're so thankful that we took that opportunity to have somebody in our home. So these are all great. Marcy, thank you so much for sharing just these practical ways to simplify hospitality. And I love how you said that, to work through the hurdles and realize they're not as big and unachievable as we might make the, we might think, you know, backing it up and be like, you know, God's called us to do this. And we're going to make it work. Um, So thank you so much. Do you mind to share here at the end how people can follow you? You share so much great content on Instagram. If hospitality is something you're at all interested in, follow Marcy. She's got so much good content. Um, I know you have some different things available on your website. If you want to share all of that, I'd love to share that resource. Sure. Thank you. Um, So I am, yes, I teach a lot on hospitality on Instagram and my handle is Marcy Carol Fowler on Instagram so I do stories I do posts, all of that on there and I have I talked a lot about finding some go-to recipes so mm-hmm. if you want some extra help in this area um, I do have something for free you can grab it um, on my website marcyfowler.com just go to freebie on there 
or it's linked in Instagram. And it's just some of my go-to hosting recipes. I promise they are really easy. They are quick to make and you can double and triple them. I mean, every time I host, I'm almost always using one of these recipes. Mm -hmm. So they are very easy to make. I promise um, they will give you just kind of a launching pad if you're wanting some food ideas. And I I will share this. Um, In September, uh, let's see, this is 2021, Mm -hmm. I am launching my it's going to be a pretty big course over yeah. simplifying hospitality. So I've been mm. working almost a year. It'll be a year in September on this. And it's just all the ways that will take you from overwhelmed, frazzled, just the stress of hospitality, kind of like what I shared for 10 years, I was really struggling with hospitality mm-hmm. to being able to rein that in and do some things in your own life on a practical level just things that I found that have taken me from that frazzled to excited and ready and a calm place to be able to show hospitality. So that is coming out in the fall and I can't wait for that. But but until then, you can get this free resource um, on Instagram. It's just linked under my profile. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And, and I'm so glad that that you're doing this, that you're ministering in this way. I'm so thankful that the Lord crossed our paths because you have been an encouragement to me just again and again. As I followed you on Instagram, I, I did get your freebie. I haven't made any of them yet, but I have that email saved. I always looking for a good, easy recipe to use having people over. Um, so I will put the links in the show notes here so that you can find Marcy um, and follow her and get access to some of this amazing content she has. So Marcy, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I know it's going to be a huge blessing to so many ladies, not only as they listen, but as we really try to just simplify hospitality and minister in this way and have people in our homes. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.